With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Going into the next WWE pay-per-view, Extreme Rules, 
going into the Cow Palace show. We got a lot to talk about. And we're going to talk about some no-holds-barred, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I did watch the movie again, No-Holds-Barred. We will be talking about that. Jot a lot of notes down, and we're going to have some fun talking about some No-Holds-Barred from back in 1989. Some things that I noticed almost 30 years later that I was like, whoa, that was very, very interesting. So it's going to be fun. So we... uh, previously about uh, making this a flavor of the week topic and so we are going to do it and we're going to have a lot of fun doing it so on behalf of digital spy ladies and gentlemen uh again be sure to check out the article of the goldberg interview of the q a uh coming up this week on behalf of digital spy ladies and gentlemen uh, i am so honored and pleased to present to you the interview that i had with bill goldberg enjoy we'll be right back i have the pleasure right now to be chatting with the one, the only, as uh, the late, great Bobby Heenan would say, the man, uh, Bill Goldberg. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, my friend, and yourself? I'm doing I'm doing great. So let's pick up uh, just from the Hall of Fame. I was there at the Hall of Fame, and uh, you had a fantastic speech, and uh, it was, it, it was it, the people still popped for you, and uh, it was just a great experience, I'm sure it was for you. Uh, there were some reports. Now you know how uh, so many, you know, those journalists can can uh, just say, say something and report something out of nowhere. Uh, oh, just, in, in 2018, no way. <laughs> it's impossible. No way. Uh, but you know, there were some talks of. Now this seemed a little bit bizarre, but there were talks of you coming back and competing in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Please dispel these rumors if they weren't true. Oh, they were not true. Absolutely not. I, I don't know where that came from, but uh, the, when I read it online, that was the first I'd heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did WWE have any interest in using you at all for WrestleMania? Uh, I mean, if they did, they didn't allocate it to me. Uh, hmm. I, I I don't think so. They they. I mean, it, let's be perfectly honest. If they did, they would have asked me to be involved. If, and then I would have had to consider it. But, um, no, man, it's a tough, tough deal for me because even if I was offered something, um, you know, you have to take your, your legacy in, into consideration. Absolutely. And it's, you know, how I went, how I came back after such a long period of time and, and what happened. I, I just, I don't know how it could get much better than that. Um, yeah. To be able to share it with my family and to be able to come back and have at least one or two people remember who I was and actually cheer for me. I mean, it was a, it was a very humbling experience. It was, you know, I'll forever be indebted, you know, to Brock and to to Vince McMahon for, for bringing me back and giving me that opportunity. They didn't have to do it. Um, obviously, it was a, it was a way of making some money for them, but uh, for me, it was a, like I say, it was a dream come true. I mean, for people to get one opportunity to uh, to uh, do something special in their life is, is, is pretty rare, but I, I've, I've had many. Mm-hmm. And this last one, you know, as far as wrestling is concerned, was, was the coolest one I could ever have had. Yeah, yeah. And I think the fans saw, I mean, particularly me, uh, I saw that too. You know, I, I remember you saying before in one of the interviews, I think it was in a documentary, as well, the WWE 24, that this was the first time that you actually were uh, was happy, you know, as a professional wrestler. 
Uh, and I think Absolutely. It, yeah, and I think it showed as well. Uh, kind of piggybacking with that, working with Kevin Owens, how was that experience? It was cool. I mean, you know, it's tough. I'm greatly appreciative that he was such a professional, you know, uh, storyline-wise. I went out there and beat him in a very short period of time. And, mm-hmm. um, I, unfortunately, I wasn't able to have a little program with him of any substance because it was a conduit to getting somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he's a great worker, a uh, he, great heel. He's a good kid. And uh, he's uh, it would have been exciting to be able to smash him a couple more times as opposed to just once or twice. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, for a guy like me to go back, it's it's tough to sit and, and uh, have programs with all the guys that you want and, and with all the newcomers because it's just not apples to apples anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've created something very fortunately with the help of a lot of people. And uh, that's what I stand on now, and and thank God for that because I'd hate to have to go back and and earn my stripes again. But, yeah, you know it's a and Kevin's a great talent, and and like I said, there's a number of guys that I'd love to work with back there, but things are a little different now. So. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things a little different, you when you came back, I think it was Denver, Colorado. You came back in that October, if I'm not mistaken. And and even the youth, even the young fans at WWE, they popped for you. Uh, you know, you had a resounding ovation that it seemed like it even humbled you uh, in, in the ring, and just it was it was absolutely amazing. But talking, you know, you you talked about 2018 fans, and there's one thing about 2018 fans <laughs> is that they're uh, a lot of a lot of fans. Uh, their expiration uh, dates are very, uh, very short when it comes to supporting certain wrestlers. And oh, yeah. and uh, I was at the Hall of Fame last year too, and it, it, it's it quite interesting because you were just Goldberg, as Goldberg can be, very ferocious, your necks and and dotting every I and crossing every T. You know, in October in Denver, it popped hard. It started. Uh, it, the ovation still was uh, high. Uh, Survivor Series, it was, you know, tremendous. It was resounding. And then the fans turned the corner, uh, and by the Hall of Fame, you started to get booed. And it's it, it interesting because you didn't change anything as far as just being Goldberg. Why do you think the fans turned the corner? You know, I, I, I can understand a little bit um, in that – I was extremely limited when I came back. I think I did three moves. And that gets old, especially when you're in your, I mean, when you're in your prime and you got three moves, that's one thing. But um, when I'm asked to only do a very short skill set, um, it it further reinforces why they'd probably want to boot. Um, that and, I mean, let's just take the Hall of Fame induction. Night. I mean that that I spoke to Vince, and that that's got to be changed. It, ha- it has to be. It doesn't do it. doesn't disservice to the people being inducted. It does a disservice to the people watching at home. And as you watch the crowd dissipate, it does a disservice to the people they're watching in person. Um, the, 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 these days, it's a whole new generation of kids. Whole new generation. I mean, 
couple generations since I've been in there, seemingly. But, um, you know, it's all about them. Uh, hey, look at me. Um, I want to take a video on my cell phone and show everybody where I am and what I'm eating and what I'm wearing and what I'm yeah. doing today. It's too much. Yeah. It's, uh, they want to be the ones that have that start that goofy chant. They want to be the ones, you know, to, to mess the guy up when he's doing his promo. I remember a day when they sat back and were entertained by what we did. Um, they didn't try to dictate everything. Now they want to dictate stuff. So, you know, I, I jumped on them a little bit uh, after Mania that night when, you know, I got a little indifference when I went out there and was speaking from my heart. And I, I will have absolutely none of that. Um, there are repercussions in, still in this in this world today. And, uh, you know, these some of these fans who, who are nothing but poison to the rest of them, they need to have repercussions too. And I, I don't know what they are, but maybe the rest of the fans need to single them out. I, I just, I don't, it, it, it's not fair to the kids out there busting their ass, bleeding, you know, going night after night after night on the road, being away from their family, yeah. only out there to entertain the fans. And it's, it's kind of gotten to a point where uh, I just, I, 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 I wouldn't put up with it anymore. Yeah. Something's got to be changed. But maybe that's just me, the old man talking. Well, I mean, I agree with you uh, totally. Um, and it's funny because when you <laughs> that night after Mania last year, you kind of did your kind of your shoe promo, people were cheering again. So it's it's just a really odd you know, part of the that you deal with nowadays. That that's yeah. why it's hard. You know, I mean. Um, everyone in the world thinks that people on television, big people, professional athletes, they have the confidence for uh, for a uh, for a village of people. But sometimes, you know, it's it's nice to get positive reinforcement. When you get negative reinforcement, whether it's whether it's warranted or not, uh, you can begin to question yourself and. That's not the right thing to be doing. Right. You know, we, we, we should have confidence in our ability to go out there and do what we want, do our character to the best of, best of its ability. And, you know, the, hopefully the people are entertained. Now, if we go out there and fall on our ass and mess stuff up all the time, and yeah, sure, we deserve to be booed. But just, just for showing up, I'm not a fan. Yeah, totally agree with that. Speaking of characters, one of the uh, most popular characters in WWE history, The Undertaker, uh, there was a couple teasers last year, some face-offs that were very intriguing, uh, but it never came to fruition. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about The Undertaker nowadays? Do you think he, you know, if he can go, he should keep going, or should he hang up the boots? It's, you know, I, it, it's not my decision. It's, it's you know, if you asked him the same question about me, he'd probably say the same thing. Mm. Um, at the end of the day, it's up to the person lacing those boots up. And, and my opinion is nothing but that. That opinion and one person's opinion yeah. doesn't mean, you know, things are right or wrong. Or, um, I, I believe that in Mark's head, Mark knows when to call it quits. Um, he'll do it when he wants to, and nobody can tell him otherwise. Um, yeah. uh, except for Vince, maybe. You know, they can 
sit down and have a man-to-man, and maybe if it gets to a point where the performance isn't there, or it's, you're enduring too much pain, you have to prepare, you know, too many different ways to, to, to get into the match, you know, it's then it's time to do it. But it's, it's a really, very hard thing to do, you know, and, and money doesn't drive it. You know, people think that money drives it, that has nothing to do with it. You know, we're talking about careers here that can be made or broken, you know, in, in one or two matches or one comeback, one ill, ill-timed, you know, program. You know, you don't want to taint your legacy. And so, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's something very much to consider, and it's it, it's tough. I mean, when I got um, when I got offered the opportunity to come back, hell, it was tough for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I didn't know personally. I didn't want to do it. Um, for the family, there was none of there was wasn't an, an iota in my body that didn't want to do it. So I had to meet myself in the middle, take a sacrifice, take one for the team, and go out and do my thing. And you know, I wasn't prepared the way I wanted to be, but you know, I finally got prepared enough, and then it was time to hang him up again. <laughs> so. Yeah, but I think I think with your run though, I think it was, and I've, I've said this before. Uh, I think your run was one of the best just storybook comeback runs um, that we could possibly see. I mean, you uh, you came, you know, just having, you know, what the fans thought was just one night at Survivor Series. You know, that came in 90 seconds, and then uh, the Kevin Owens, and then that was bookended by you losing to Lesnar, but at the same time, it wasn't a dominating loss. You know, you still held your own and still protected your character, and then you had the speech afterwards. So it just was all a very story book that bookended with two very emotional speeches on the front end and the back end that the crowd both cheered. So it's very, very interesting with that. And, uh, well, I appreciate I appreciate it. Like I said, it was, it was a tough decision to come back, and if I did come back, I was going to, you know, I always, like everything else, I always give a thousand percent. I never am satisfied with anything that I do. And so it further pushes me to get better next time. Yeah. Um, you know, the I, I always made a statement that, bless you, I always made a statement that I'd never have my family involved in wrestling. Mm-hmm. But the only reason and the only way that I let it happen was it was the story. Yeah. It truly was the story. There was no other reason for me to come back. There wasn't. It made no sense. But it's just been an arbitrary. Hey, look! Look, I'm back. But this was truth. This was real life. Yeah. And the fans uh, saw that, and they and they bought into it, which really helped the difference between now and then your your O three O four run for sure. Oh my God! Yes. Yeah. Absolutely huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so one thing I did know. Uh, attending the Hall of Fame this year, your speech, you talked about DDP. I know you had some really good uh, matches with DDP, including the Halloween Havoc one, which I believe was cut and had to be shown uh, the next Nitro. Uh, but I didn't know that Sting had such an influence on your career. Go a little oh, bit more God. into that as far as just what he's done um, and just your thoughts of his WWE run. Um, you know, he... I'll be honest with you, man. I, I was a professional football player, okay? And I, I met a, a number of these guys throughout the years, um, you know, being in Atlanta. And, and I always thought it was kind of goofy, you know? I, I did. Um, 
I being a professional football player and going out there and trying to kill the guy every single play, and then I segue to a business to where I'm acting like I'm, you know, it's, it was just weird for me. Mm-hmm. And so I really couldn't. It was tough for me to make the decision to pull the trigger and actually do it, you know, until I met Sting. And getting to know him and getting to know the person that he was, the uh, the morals he had, the way he, he carried himself, I looked at him and I said, well, hell, if he can do it, I can do it. <laughs> Period. End of story. Yeah. Um, with all the craziness that happens in the wrestling world, that can happen in the wrestling world, he was kind of a a voice of reason. You know, um, he always, there was not a time that he didn't help me. And I can never thank him enough for that. Yeah. Um, I'm shit, we're sitting in the, in the, the, uh, the audio trailer and he, he and I are going through music. And he he helps me pick my music. Hmm. You know, just little stories like that. I mean, I when I was at the Falcons, I trained at his gym, main event fitness. I trained at his gym for five, six, seven years before I even even became a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Sting took me to my first, my he took me to um, NASCAR in Bristol, Tennessee. It was sponsored by WCW. WCW had a car at the time. And I wasn't even, I was still playing football. Mm-hmm. And he invited me and a buddy of mine. And, you know, I just, I, I got to see him in action. In action, I mean, you know, out in the public. And it was really cool. And I just, I've got so much respect for the guy. I, I don't have a bad thing to say about him. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Um, so, tell the corner a bit, uh, there's... A big, two big deals that came with WWE USA uh, for Raw and then SmackDown going to Fox over two billion dollars uh, collectively. Now to WWE and to WWE executives, that's a big deal. However, is that a big deal to the wrestlers? I mean, the, with that, with those deals, as far as what you've seen within WCW, within WWE, renewing for more money for television, uh, television rights fees, and things like that. Do wrestlers ever see any of that as far as increasing pay? Well, they sure as hell should. Yeah. And if it's and if it's uh, if it's not out in the open right now, then I don't know when it's going to be yeah. or what's going to happen for it to be. But yeah, there's no question that they the, the it should trickle down. I mean, um, the guys are the ones that put people in the seats. Yeah. Period. End of story. Now, obviously, they could be. It could be somebody else, but could that somebody else do the job that they do? So, um, yeah, I think it's only fair that it, it trickles down to the talent, and it would be an injustice if it didn't. Yeah, absolutely. So follow your endeavors. Uh, right now you're at Forge and Fire. Uh, there was a series that you uh, did um, or doing, I believe, still. And um, uh, So let the listeners know a little bit more about that. We covered that, uh, but just a little bit more about that. And any other endeavors you have uh, following Forge and Fire? Oh, gosh. We got uh, July the 8th coming up, uh, live three-hour special on the History Channel. Travis Pastrana's doing the evil live, doing uh, three 
uh, jumps that Evil Knievel did back in the day, and I'll be, you know, kind of on the guest panel on that one. And, God, I'm going to Goodwood Festival of Speed again here in July the 9th. Uh, the next day, actually, after Pastrana completes those jumps. Then uh, August, we got uh, second season of Knife or Death coming up. So, um, you know, and I got another TV show in the works and a couple other movie projects. And, you know, we're, and hey, right now I'm sitting in a, a uh, 2018 white Corvette with my son next to me, about to drop him off at University of Georgia football camp. Nice. You know, so you got to make time. You only live once, man. So, That's right. You know, That's right. Thing. Absolutely. Well, I, I think it'll be a justice uh, for the listeners. I just thought of one other thing. Uh, you talked about Roman Reigns' spear, uh, your Hall of Fame speech. Uh, it, you know, and you, you've mentioned Roman Reigns before. Uh, is there any way that we could see a Goldberg versus Roman Reigns at, uh, in New York next year? All I got to say is it ain't up to me, okay? Um, whether it's Reigns or, or Taker um, or any, I don't know, I, I'm not going to say anybody else. Hey, Reigns and Taker are the two guys on my list right now. I mean, obviously for two different reasons, but, uh, you know, I'd be honored to get in the ring with either one of them. Yeah. And and I still owe Brock one, but uh, I'm two and one on it, so it's all good. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, I think uh, that the chapter between you and Brock may be closed because at the end of the day, you still have a winning record, so it's all good. So. Exactly. <laughs> Let the listeners know where to find you on social media. Oh, God, uh, Goldberg on Twitter and Goldberg95 on Instagram, Goldberg's Garage and Goldberg Garage, respectively. And that's it. I don't do the Facebook thing and uh, – you know, just uh, just trying to have fun, be a good dad, be a good husband, and be a good role model. And that's that takes up a lot of time, but I would rather be doing nothing else. Yes, it's being a husband and a father of three myself, it's all worth it. Rock and roll, no doubt. Dale, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate your time. My pleasure. All right, thank, thank you. you very much, my friend, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. Bring what you got. The measuring stick just changed around here, buddy. You're looking at it. Four corners, three, our mind, let's go. The whole squad is making it clear, we taking this year. You know who we are, but you don't know why we here. So this is where the big boys play. These big boys play, like who defies the living God? Get out the big boys' way. Outsiders with the swoop in, we live as kings. You see in us, but our third man waits in the wings. And when the time is right, we shock him with the proper attack. I go for dolo, but ain't solo, cut the promo in black. Hollywood, Hendrix, Prizzle, pinning them. To the man, I'm Das Wonderkin with the strength of a hundred men. With one intent to see the will fulfilled of the one who sent his son to give himself. But you rap about your gas and your rags torture. White coffins when I drop a bomb. My mic's awesome, never lost faith. You in all space, you can all skate, suffer, but never crippled. No bin walls in my cross face. From here to Saturday, Raven, anticipating. I was frostbitten, now I am glacier, mixed with some Vader. Get to hawking with these animals using. 
God for my defense in Alabama. We jamming. That's beautiful. Bobby eating me and Priest. We the dangerous alliance. Nah, the Harlem Heat. Tie the do-rag before we do battle. You're talking shit. You are what you speak. This dude's still the number is took back. We repping that work pack. The foundation shaking. No mistaking. Yeah, we shook that. Trusting God we trust. Pushing forward. Never look back. Meekness ain't at all weakness. Some people mistook that. Stamping out this crook rap. He turning the power on. On the razor's edge. Leg drop after a power bomb. Tired of the lies, man. We bringing the truth through. Diligent and fruitful. The owners in our group, too. It's good to be king. Sold out this war is brutal. We playing them war games. Our army go move, too. You, too. I'm in the Raptors with a bat in my hand. And stand to shatter all your plans so they don't matter. In the grand scheme, it's that easy. We tag teaming, sign the brothers, we love it, demand the win, establish it, this the clash of the champions. <laughs> this is where the big boys play, huh? We ain't here to play. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, wow, 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 the man, Goldberg, it's an honor to interview him. Um, you know, it's one of those things, man, I was such a Bill Goldberg mark. Uh, 20 years ago um, in the WCW days, as Dusty Rhodes would say, baby. Uh, You know what's so funny about that? Real quick. Uh, One of my favorite things, probably my favorite show on the WWE Network right now is uh, something else to wrestle with. Um, Big fan, big fan of of the the Pritchard and and Conrad, Bruce Pritchard, Conrad Thompson uh, podcast. I was... uh, I was uh, privileged uh, to interview Bruce Pritchard on the Wrestling Inc. podcast um, earlier this year, and um, you know I am a big fan of the Wrestling Inc. Uh, of the uh, something else to wrestle with, and man, uh, he did a dusty he did a dusty impression when I interviewed him, and um, you know he does some fantastic impressions. I understand why he does really good impressions because, you know, he, uh, you know, he explained to me uh, that he was able to, you know, that's just a part of his deal. Like he has to, he, he, he kind of channels the impressions to really let the wrestlers know just really get, you got to live it. You got to, you got to be it, you know, and, uh, and he has uh, such an amazing Dusty Rose impression. You know what? Dusty Rose, baby, was is my second all-time favorite wrestler. Sting is the goat, but Dusty Rose is number two to me. He's my he's my second favorite, baby. So what I do, baby, is for the past thirty years, I've been listening and looking at promos from Dusty Rose, baby. So. I tell you what, Bruce Pitcher, you might have your own impersonations, baby, but I got my own impersonations of Dusty Rose, and I think I'm a little bit good. It may be a little bit baby, better, baby. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, I'm a big Dusty Rose, Mark. Uh, he's my second favorite all time. But I was a big Goldberg, Mark, too, back in the days of WCW. So it was such an honor and privilege uh, to interview Bill Goldberg. What's going on? Wrestling Inc. chat, we are having some fun uh, today, as we always do, ladies and gentlemen. We've got loads and loads of trivia. Uh, we're going to take it a little bit somber uh, as a part of the show. Uh, we had a, a, a death, a, a pro wrestling death, and we're going to talk about that. 
but what's going on, everybody in the chat room? I'm excited about uh, your interaction, just like I do every week. I absolutely love that. One of my favorite parts of the show is the live interaction. So if you're listening to this archive, thank you. Uh, you're just as important as everybody who's watching it live. But if you're watching an archive, there's just a there's just a special there's just a special uh, 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 ball and and, and uh, just a element of fun when we're live here uh, interacting via the Wrestling Inc. Um, uh, uh, Facebook. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> let it rip. Oh, see, so that's my point. Come on, get up. Come on, get up, rip. So we we're talking. We're going to be talking about no holds barred at the end of the show, and I'm excited. I'm excited to to <laughs> to talk about no holds barred. I watched no holds barred today. Thank you, uh, Darian. Uh, says great show. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, you know, uh, follow us on I subscribe on iTunes. You'll be able to hear the interview uh, that I had from Bill Goldberg. That uh, uh, oh, see, that's a good one too, Jason. We'll talk about that one too. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. Uh, thank you, GHP. How are you, my good fellow? Uh, he asked, "Happy birthday again!" Thank you very much. My birthday was yesterday, uh, so thank you very much uh, for for uh, remembering that. That's um, as always uh, very special to me. I love my birthdays. I'm just so grateful for every single birthday. Uh, you know, some a lot of people say, how are we going to do your birthday? Or how do you feel about birthday? birthday? Uh, well, it's just another day. I, you know, that, thank you. A wild boy DX, Jerry, Joseph. Thank you so much. Darian. Uh, thank you. Everybody who's wishing me happy birthday right now. Um, you know, it's just one of those things that, um, I am so thankful for every single year. You know, I don't, you know, I, I don't have to be here. You know, my age, there's a lot of people who's, um, who's died younger than me. So, uh, it's, uh, thank you, Lee. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm just uber grateful, man. Every year is a year that God has given me and blessed me with, and I'm honored and privileged to, to do it and live it and, and have fun and, and, and serve him and, and, and reflect him. And, uh, and and love my family and love wrestling. I mean, what better life can you get from that? And for that, I say, yes, yes, yes. So, uh, so yeah, we're we're gonna talk about um, no holds barred tonight, man. I'm really really excited about. I'm really excited about this. And I was so happy to watch it today, as opposed to like. Uh, last week after the show or something. It's so fresh in my mind right now. I watched No Holds Barred probably about um, about five hours ago, probably about four or five hours ago. And so it's fresh in my mind, 1989, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, we're, we're pushing the rewind button of 29 years ago, pressing the rewind button, we are going back to 1989, and we're going to talk about Hulk Hogan's terrible wardrobe and everything in between uh, tonight when we talk about No Holds Bars. So I'm really excited about that. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, let's introduce the Coles with the most. Without further ado, Evan Tech Proud, how are you tonight, sir? Hey, I'm doing okay. How's everybody doing? Want to wish you a awesome. happy birthday to you. Awesome. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. You know, first. You know, first I've been kind of out the loop the past 
two or three days, you know, we talked on air, so didn't know it was your birthday till mm-hmm. just now. So uh definitely uh wish yes. you would definitely have your birthday. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm um I'm excited and thank you for everybody who's continuing to in the chat room to wish me happy birthday. If you are somehow listening to this audio through the audio, uh um Okay, so so GHP, yes, his name is Evan, E V A N, the co host. And Jerry uh is asking me, Am I a basketball fan? I am a basketball fan. I'm a big Bulls fan. I am a very aware I'm Ohio, I'm from Ohio. So people would think that I'm a Cleveland Cavaliers fan, but I am not a Cleveland Cavaliers fan. Um I am a Chicago Bulls fan. So I mean ever since I knew about professional basketball, I was hooked on Michael Jordan and I uh, started watching basketball during the Chicago Detroit uh, rivalry when they, you know, uh, the, the bad, bad boys, boys. When, uh, when 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 Detroit was the bad boys back in the late '80s, and that's when I started watching um, basketball. And uh, Jordan was uh, a few years fresh in, and um, I've never wavered. I've not wavered one iota from Chicago Bulls. Yes, we've had some struggles. Uh, <laughs> there was a a few there was a few years where we had a, 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 a solid uh, front. We had uh, you know Derrick Rose and made it to the playoffs. Uh, of course, we had Jimmy Butler. He was fantastic. Uh, we tried when we brought Rondo in, uh, but that didn't really do much. And then we tried when we brought um, uh, oh goodness Dwayne Wade in and. Uh, no, nah, yeah, nothing still. <laughs> so, uh, but LeBron's going to LA, and um, I was expecting that, um, especially after you know only. I think I, I think I called five games. I think as far as all the conversations that I had, it was five games. Um, but you know, Cleveland just didn't have a shot. Um, but you know, they, it was unfortunate for them. And then and now uh the Warriors just signed um uh Kyrie and Jimmy the Bulls tonight uh oh okay. Okay, so okay, let me get let me go up I'm, uh, all these questions here. Uh the watch WWF's built to WWE's built to no host bar to a network and the brain is amazing. I have not seen that yet, I do want to see that. Um so I'm talking about LBJ now to LA. That doesn't surprise me at all. Um, didn't surprise me once what, whatsoever. He wants championships. Uh, I think it was what 130 uh, some odd million, some somewhere around there. Uh, 100, about 140 million. Uh, someone in the chat gave me the exact number of what uh, the uh, was it. I think it was like a three year deal. Um. So yeah, I, here's the thing. I don't. They, they got Lance Stevenson too. Uh, with that. But I don't think that, you know, I don't think that's going to do much to L.A., especially since the Golden State just got, uh, oh, goodness, I forgot his name. He just, he just went to Golden State just got signed. Uh, he just got signed. Uh, $134 million. Thank you, wild boy. Uh, yes, DeMarcus Cousins. That, yep, that's who went to Golden State. So, uh, and, plus, and plus it's going to be even tougher. To me, it's going to be even tougher for LeBron because he's on the West Coast now. 
So every yeah. single time he goes to the finals, he would have to go past Golden State, who's a Western Conference team. You know, with Cleveland, yeah. he could just go. He could just go uh, win the East Coast and go to the finals, and you know, and hopefully have a shot to beat Golden State. But now it's even tougher for LeBron because in order for him to go to the Western Conference Finals, he would have to beat Golden State. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's yeah. tougher for it's, him. Yeah. It's, 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 the tough part is, I think, I think LeBron knew. He, he knew. He knew before he lost to the, the Warriors. He was going to go to L.A. But like you said, the thing is, the West is, the East is so lax. The East is so easy. And now yeah. he's in the West. Like you said, the tough thing is you got to go to Golden State. I've been in the basketball since the '80s, but the weird thing is basketball and hockey are the only two, the only two sports where I do not, I don't know every team or what conference. I know the the Lakers are West, but I don't know, you know, like every team that's the East or the West conference. But I don't see the Lakers going past the Warriors. The, the good thing is that if they happen by miracle to get past the Warriors, they're pretty much going to win whoever comes off the East. But uh. Yeah. True. True. The thing with that's, the, that's, the, the thing, LeBron is, people get mad at him, it's business. He, he's a guard in Cleveland. I know you're from Ohio. He's a guard in Cleveland. You know, uh, they, you know, since Mark Price, and you remember the old school Cavaliers, and y'all uniforms was white, and Mark Price, you know, kept beating the Bulls. <laughs> you know, kept that's getting right. Like for Jordan and the Bulls and, and the bad boys. <laughs> And people forget that Jordan was great. Yeah. But, uh, before he, before ninety one, Mark Price in the Hot Rod Williams. Don't forget about Hot Rod. Yeah, Hot Rod. Well, Hot Rod <laughs> and, and uh, the Bad Boys was, was was tasting them in the mouth. But you know, LeBron is was is yeah. a guy in Cleveland. You know, he he didn't. Uh, you know, he got a championship for you guys. And he when he went to Miami, he was he's basically second tier. Dwayne Wade is like number one in Miami. Now he goes to L A, which is great, huge market, but. You're already comparing LeBron to Michael. Now you go to L.A., no matter how great LeBron, and LeBron is great. He's one of the greatest of all time. He's oh, not yeah. over. He's the best player in the NBA. Sure. He, he's the best. He's the GOAT yeah. right now in the NBA. It's like when Kobe was there. Kobe was the GOAT. I mean, granted, uh, LeBron to be probably top ten, uh, you know, he's not, you know, I don't put him – I still, no matter how great LeBron is, I'm not going to put him, you know, up there with Jordan or Walt Chamberlain or Bill Russell, but he's great. I mean, he's the best role model you can anybody. He's the best role model out of all of them for the NBA. But the fact is he's not LA, and the thing is, people want to keep comparing him to Jordan and Kobe. There'll never be a Kobe or Jordan. But now he's under the, this, the, the shadow of Magic, Kareem, Kobe, Shaq. So get ready, guys, when, when uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Barb. I mean, I'm talking about this far as L.A. You know, since he's Lakers. Oh, know, yeah, yeah, as far as L.A. He's, he's, yeah. yeah, as far as L.A., he's always going to be held the pedestal. Okay, well, are you better than Jordan or Kobe? Now you got Kobe, you got Maddie, you got Kareem. There's so many, you know, those three in general are like the all-time great Shaq. So, um, I'm going to have you for him. Hey, for LeBron, I hope he, I say he gets one more ring in L.A. Uh, the Warriors are probably going to number two, three. Uh, and then when they do, you can try to compare them to the Bulls again, which probably won't work. I don't see. So, uh, <laughs> see, here's the problem. I don't see. I don't see LeBron winning in L.A. I, I just. I don't because especially with especially with Demarcus Cousins in there now, it's, it's 
going to be even more tougher, you know, for for them to go. Uh, let me see. Uh, Lexi's asking, do you have any advice for a woman looking to start commentary on wrestling like you? Great question. Um, so, um, I, I was speaking to someone about this uh, at church um, this past weekend. Uh, um, I found it's so it's so cool, super super cool. Um, so I was I, I'm a small group leader in my church, and my church is uh, pretty big, about 3,500 people. And so we have like a family room, and while I'm recovering from back surgery, I don't go in the main sanctuary much. Uh, I go into the family room. Uh, and so there was another uh, couple there, and I was talking to them at the church. And uh, and so they uh, found out the lady, the guy and the lady has nine kids. Uh, there was like two, there were like, there were like two kids in the room, and then the other seven was in childcare. Uh, and it was just amazing. I, I love it's, it's such an inspiration. I love seeing big families, like like multi people kids uh it's, it's so amazing it's such hard work and such just uh, nine kids is amazing <laughs> and um so at the end of the conversation um i was just telling them you know what i did and, and they were like really you're a wrestling fan and so i found out that they were wrestling fans and uh so the guy i never met him in my life um i was like yeah so my I, Host, you ever? I said I have my own podcast called the Pancakes Power Sam Show. He said, "Oh yeah, yeah, I know that. I know that podcast." I was like, "Yeah, it's me." He's like, "Oh wow!" So that's super cool to me. Uh, and you know, it, it's uh, we were just talking about just just uh, wrestling because he, uh, the, the wife, has they they have a fourteen. I believe the daughter is fourteen that I was talking, and so I was. She was asking kind of like the same thing that Lexi was. And I said a similar thing to her that I'm about to say to to Lexi and to anybody else listening, who any other female listening and male too, really. It's just across the board. It's one of those things that I, I've been in. I've been a journalist um, for over ten years now, and, and been really into it as far as making a living for I'd say five, you know, four or five years. Really solid within the past few. This podcast has been. Uh, going on approaching six and a half years and I say to her and I say to everybody else for every uh, for every one yes you'll probably get a hundred no's and and especially in the beginning especially in the beginning of your uh, career as a journalist as a a podcaster as a writer that's going to happen and so prepare yourself for that. If you don't have tough skin to accept people saying no to you, this isn't the business for you uh, because you're going to accept because, because here's the thing. And it makes sense too, really. I mean, you know, we can, we can make excuses of why it happens, but it makes perfect sense of why people would say no, because we've talked about this last week with Marty, Marty Elias was on the show. You know, if I'm, there, there, there's you know, podcasts come a dime a dozen, especially nowadays, especially in 2018. I started in 2012, so the podcast business was just started to real, really boom at the time and starting to grow some legs. Six years later, you know, podcasts come a dime a dozen, and they don't, and they don't last for long. And so, to for for a wrestler or a wrestling personality to say yes, I'm going to come on your show is going to it takes a lot. I mean, that means that. 
You have enough you have enough traction in the business for me to say I'm going to trust your vision and trust what you do to to associate my name with it. And it makes sense. And so a lot of times when you're first starting, unless you, you know, unless you get a big break from a NBC Sports or CBS Sports or Yahoo Sports or anything like that or a big publication of Sports Illustrated uh, Fox Sports, uh, you know, so forth. Unless you work at a big publication and starting a podcast, if you have an independent podcast and you're not a professional wrestler, it's, it's tough. Uh, trust it's me, tough. it's tough. Yeah, but, it's... but at the same time, if you have that stick to if you have that tough skin to accept those no's, you know, for every one yes, there's 100 no's, eventually the 100 you know, dwindles down to uh, 75 no's for every one yes, was dwindled down to 50, was dwindled down to 20, was dwindled down to five, you know what I mean? And now, thank God, I'm at the state where I hardly ever, you know, get uh, no. And when I get no, it's for someone who says, thank you for asking. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm honored that you asked. Uh, but I'm taking a break from, uh, you know, podcast this season for, you know, stuff like that. For instance, um, the Rocks agent um, responded to me and, and, and said thank you and things like that. His schedule doesn't permit it. Perfect makes perfect sense to me. Um, you know, and, and then and you have to be persistent too because a lot of times a lot of these a lot of the big name um, names that that's been on the show. Um, uh, it, you have to be consistent. I mean, you have to go back and back and back and, and revisit and revisit and revisit and not be, um, and not be afraid to, to, to revisit uh, for, for an interview. So thankfully um, I was able to get uh, big uh, Bill Goldberg and it was the, the, the process was very smooth and, and very easy. Um, uh, Booker T as well. But yeah, I mean, that's my advice. Hopefully it hopefully helps somebody and uh, just stick with it. Um, don't be afraid to, um, to to hear no or get some tough skin to accept the no's. Uh, but if you hear 20 no's, you'll hear that one yes from that big name, uh, and it'll be all worth it. So if stick I, with it. Um, don't be afraid to um, to, to, to and, and, and have a vision too. Don't just don't just yeah. say I'm a podcaster. To, to just be a podcaster, have a vision, write something down, make goals for yourself, you know, and, and that's what I do. I'm, I'm so thankful that this podcast actually generates revenue, but for, uh, for years before, before I actually got paid to do the podcast, man, I was shelling money left and right in this thing. And that's the investment that I made to, uh, to be able to actually get money. Uh, to have this podcast now, so you know that that comes with the territory. So, uh, if I, um, question. If if I can chime in too with the young lady, I yeah. feel with the market. Um, I didn't get a name. Sorry, guys. I'm not. I'm not going to be able to do the chat Lexi. today. Um, Lexi. I'll be back, Lexi. Yeah, I'll be back on the chat next week. Um, yeah, Lexi. I feel the the female voice is very much needed. You rarely hear female commentators in wrestling. The female right. voice in radio is very needed. So, like, like, like Chris said, 
I've had my show going on five years. Chris, as a matter of fact, it's funny because Chris, you had your show a year before I started mine. And and the thing is, like you said, you're gonna get a million no's. You gotta keep fighting for that yes. Um, uh, and you gotta. Yep. You want to make sure you take a risk. The worst you can say is no. You won't get a response back sometimes. You might get a the schedule don't permit. You might get an A contact me next week. And surprisingly, mm-hmm. you might get a yes. So, like, the, the package of five slam shows been going for six years. It takes time, less sweat, tears literally, uh, rarely any sleep, up all night. Right. A lot of work goes into it. Uh, the, the show is successful because it's uh, six years of hard work. My show has been around for mm-hmm. five years. Me and, me and Chris, we've we been through the same uh, toes and snares of agents and publicists and getting people and going to shows. It, 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 took, it took me two to three years. And, and like I said, sometimes you just never know. You got the first guest that I had, ever had on my show was my good friend Fred Altman with the tugboat. That's a person in front of yeah. me. He was my first guest. And I got him through a good buddy of mine in New York that worked on the wrestling with Mickey Ward. And, and mm-hmm. you just, yep. and like, like also, you know, yeah, you get connections. You, it's about networking. You talk to promoters, talk to agents, talk to publishers, go to local shows, build, build, build a rapport with them, and you'll get somebody. You just never know. I emailed Jim Ross, and I'm just friends with Jim Ross. I had him on my show a couple of times, I interviewed him three times. I went out on face, and he said, and I said this on air. I just emailed the man three years ago. He emailed me back within five minutes, and I had to go through three separate emails, and he sent me his personal email. And now I consider him a friend. So he just, I, I took a chance. Hey, let me just see. You just never know. So just keep it up. And have your vision and make sure you have your own identity and you make sure your show sounds nothing like anybody else. Right. Yeah. Show, you know, it's so funny. Show. I, I got I to give a big shout out to Dave Lagana. Um, yeah, you have to. You you got you got to get you got to get connections in the business. You have to, yeah. uh, and you can't be afraid to ask questions because, uh, man, you know, back backstage, a lot of people don't know what happens. Uh, just as far as just the growing pains that it comes from that. But man, big shout out to Dave Lagana. Um, a while ago, year some some time back when I was just really trying to do some. You know, just trying to continuing to rebrand Pancakes and Power Slams and doing things that were separate from just any other podcast. Man, you know, uh, we've we've chat. He's been on the show before. We've chatted plenty of times, and he always was like, "Man, listen, you know," and he's doing fantastic with NWA right now with the ten pounds of gold. And you know, he always availed himself to me. You know, like, hey, listen, I'm here. Ask questions. You know, he had his own podcast before too. He, he used to write for WWE, so uh, and TNA. So he he's very well of the production part of it. Um, and so yeah, I mean, I gotta give a I gotta give a shout out to Dave Lagana, man. He he was really uh, really just an amazing intricate part on just my growth as a podcaster. Same thing with Day, uh, Bill After. Uh, he's another person I gotta give a shout out to. Yeah. Um, man, I've had some some really good conversations with him on the phone. Uh, as far as giving me nuggets as a journalist, 
Um, and yeah. you know, he, you know, he talks about how it affects my work and man, I mean, after has been the game for 40 years, you know? And so yeah. to hear that, it's, it's, it, it's amazing. So, yeah, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of people in the pro wrestling business that uh, has really been helpful to me as far as just, um, really giving me some great pointers, but those are two who, who, uh, come to mind first. Tom Pritchard's another person. Um, yeah, that's who comes to mind as far as yeah, as far as uh, giving me yeah. some really good pointers um, just in the business. So those those three names, I think they get some some really good. Gotta, I think they get their due respect tonight on the Pancakes and Power gotta, Show. So get with people that uh, you know, like I said, I, I, five years for me, I, I, I my shows, I don't have the word podcast. I have radio because I'm personally trained in a radio station. Actually, worked at an actual radio. Before podcasting was, you remember other song when you hit shows was going on before everything was a podcast and radio. So you know the, the likes of radio personalities and, and talking to people like Scott Garso and Rob Long, Baltimore Legends, and shout out to Evan Ginsberg and Bill After, who me and you both are close friends with, and he's the only man who actually smacked me in my face and could get away with it. Yes, after this slapped me in my face. <laughs> Jokingly, <laughs> um, people like that, Dr. Tom and, and, and Eric Bischoff, Jim Ross, and radio people, and people that's critiqued, and Bruce Pritchett, and Conrad, and uh, there's so many, so many people that Pat Patterson, uh, you, you know, you, you, you being one of my one of my brothers in the business, and so many people I can name some people. Dave Lagana, I've talked to him on email before here and there. Um, everyone. Uh, Tugboat, uh, Glacier, Sonny Ono, so many people that have done it. Medusa, uh, there's so many people in this business that you'll learn from, and, and you just, they just give you pointers for us, right? How to talk. And we make it seem like it's easy, but when you try to do a show, you realize <laughs> how tough it is being, 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 being a host and a co host. Uh, you realize, man, this is a. <laughs> This is a lot of stuff is what I said. Yeah, it's, uh, and I say this, I've said this before, and I say it again. You know, I've, I've chatted with uh, Shane Helms, and you know, he was like, "Listen, you've been on the show for this long, man. I, uh, kudos to you because he said I only I can only do it for so you know for a certain amount of time." And he explained to me that he actually had seasons. He would do a pod, he would do his podcast for a certain amount of months, and then take a break off and go come back. He was like, "Man, you, you do it all year long." He's like, "Man, kudos to you." And so, again, you know that's that's encouraging to hear. You know, someone like a Shane Helms, uh, you know, doing that. So, it's, um, and, and, and you know, like Evan was saying, there's there's not a big female presence in the podcast world right now. So. You you you've got a leg up on a lot of people. You've got an inside track. So if that's something you want to do, it do it uh, for sure. Uh, yes. Um, Tom Pritchard, Dave Lagana, uh, Bill After have, have been really instrumental in uh, the success of this show. As far as uh, some great advice. Uh, Robert saying I should interview Raj. Uh, I've it, there was a string for about a year, I think like 2016 maybe. Uh, for about a year, I had uh, guest co-hosts every week uh, from different uh, wrestling outlets and uh, sports uh, publications, and um, Raj was on the show before. 
uh, he was a co-host. So check that out. Two thousand, just uh, e- uh, email it. Uh, Google it is what I want to say. He was on the show with, uh, you know, of course I have interviews every week. It was a 2016 show that I had Robbie E on, and Raj was the uh, was the co-host of that show. And I listened to it last week. Uh, yeah, Robbie E's podcast is is really good, by the way. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I I uh, listened to that show back. Back again last week from 2016. It was actually a pretty good, uh, pretty good, uh, pretty good show. I enjoyed it. Uh, uh, somewhere, just a bunch of questions. So, cool. All right, so I think that's good for now. Keep the questions coming, and uh, we'll answer them uh, as the time permits. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So that was a good buffer to a somber moment. Uh, we're about to uh, get to the headlines, and we're going to talk about. Uh, um, uh, a few things. Uh, so, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know what time it is. It is time for the headlines. Here we go. Okay, so here's the uh, here's the somber moment of the night. Uh, Matt Capitelli. Um. Uh. Yeah. It just he. I'll, I'll say this. I. I don't. I. I. I never met him in person, but we've. I, I'm. I'm blessed that we were able to interact. Um, through uh, social media, we were Facebook friends, and we interacted, and so I, I do. Um, I am blessed that I had an opportunity to to interact with him in some fashion. Uh, I know I also uh, chatted with his wife as well. Uh, when he was, uh, when he was, uh, getting very ill, uh, interviewed his wife and, uh, she's, she's a sweetheart as well. Um, I, I'll say this man. And, 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 uh, it's my show so I can say it. <laughs> uh, you know, we live in a, we live in a world that's, um, it's very politically correct. Uh, and you know, it, it's, it's, it's one of those things that a lot of people, and I, and I'll just speak, I'll speak for myself here. Um, I'll, I'll speak for myself. I am, uh, and, 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 um, and there's no shame. Uh, you, you see them on Twitter, you see them on Facebook, you see them on social media, and most importantly, you see them in my life. I am a very, very strong Christian. Uh, I, about uh, 20 years ago, I turned my life around 180 degrees. I was, uh, heading towards a very dark, dark direction in my life. And, uh, I decided to turn it around. Uh, God decided for me to turn it around and I haven't looked back since. And, you know, it's one of those things that, uh, as far as, you know, the pro wrestling business can be a very, uh, dark business. It can be a very a tempting business, a very evil business in many in many aspects. But you have those gems that I believe that God uh, specifically and intentionally send uh, in the pro wrestling business that gives people light and hope and inspiration that um, there's there's better. Um, and and it's easy to get yourself caught up in just the um, 
it's it's easy to get yourself caught up in the uh, the, the bad side, uh, the, the the popular side of the pro wrestling business when it comes to uh, you know relationships and uh, you know temptations and things like that. But as far as from my interaction with him, and especially all the people that I was actually spoke speaking to someone uh, who I've who I've got became friends with a former WWE wrestler, and uh, he. He he's one of those. He he said the same thing. You know, he he was talking about how, you know, he's so blessed that he used to team with Capitelli, and he was talking about how he's so blessed that that he showed him uh, Christ before it was even before he even you know considered it, and now he's a person I'm talking about, and it's one of those things that you know, Capitelli. And, and and I and I stand with him. I'm 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 white with him. He's one of those people that, you know, he he didn't care about being um, politically correct as far as you know his faith and things like that. You know, as far as keeping it to himself, he realized that he was here for a much bigger purpose. And that's from the interaction I've had with him. That's from the interaction that I uh, I've had with people who used to team with him and work with him. And I think uh, all the all the people who knew him and they say, man, the dude was angelic. You know, he was the nicest guy that um, you could ever work with in the business. And he loved wrestling. Uh, he loved Christ. He loved his family. Loved his wife. And he really was a an inspiration in the pro wrestling business. And you know, it, it, it's. It, I know that I'm gonna see him again, so my my vantage point from it is uh, God blessed us with 38 years, almost 39 years of of having Matt Capitelli on this earth, and um, you know it's it, that's young, you know that's the young age, and a lot and it's it's tough for people to digest. Of course, his family's going through a lot right now, so our prayers are with his family, but it's like one of those things, man. It's uh, it's it's a blessing to have someone on this earth, even if it was only 38 years. It's a blessing that he will leave a legacy for someone who stood his ground uh, on his faith and didn't waver and was an inspiration to so many people. Yeah, his body might his his physical body and his physical presence, uh, as far as just uh, his 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 body, his tangible body. Yeah, you know, he, he, he was with us for 38 years, but it's one of those things, man. If you leave a legacy, it don't matter how old you are, man. Um, you know, you can be 21, 40, 60. If you are here and realize that you're here for much more than yourself, um, and age doesn't mean anything. Uh, and so I, that's how I feel about Capitelli, uh, that his faith drove him and, um, it's one of those things that even even at 38, I'm blessed and honored that, and I'm sure that people who work with them can say this even to a greater degree than I can. Uh, blessed that God gave us 38 years of Him, and um, my prayer is that uh, others will, you know, be inspired to 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 stand firm uh, on what they believe, and and uh, so I, that's a blessing to me. It's it's a tough time. Without a doubt, it's a, it's a tough time, 
to 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 witness uh this his family uh it's it's tough you know uh his wife lindsay um she she blogs a lot and even when he was ill she wanted people to to see the see the god in them um and it's tough for her and she's heartbroken of course she is you know that that's that's her spouse that's the love of her life but um you know i i i'm sure based on my interaction with lindsay uh, i'm sure that um God is consoling her through this time and her family and that, you know, she will continue the legacy of Matt Capitelli uh, as long as, uh, as long as she lives. So um, those are my thoughts on Matt. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that uh, God was able to uh, bless us with, um, with, with 38 years, almost 39 years of him. So my, uh, I, I'm happy that, um, you know, he. I'm happy that I'll be able to see him again. So, we'll be we'll be doing some pancakes and power slams uh, up in a much better place. <laughs> yeah, I, I never. Um, I I don't. I think I invited Kevin telling me a couple of years ago, um, to be on my show. I do. Uh, I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm good buddies with Foul Snow. Uh, you know, shout out. I can't forget them. They'll kill me, David Hero. Uh, for us report, shout out to them. A uh, big personal friend of mine definitely helped me over the years in my show. I know David I was Hero, uh, real quick, real real quick, David Hero. Uh, he messaged me on Facebook yesterday. He was like, "Happy birthday, handsome!" I thought that was the funniest thing. That was hilarious. Yeah, he does that. Yeah, him, yeah. him and Al Snow. Uh, he had a lot of good times. Uh, some things I can't talk about on air. Uh, and there's nothing that I did, but uh, just to protect the boys. Um, they, 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 they know when to do the hey, handsome, hey, sexy, how are you? You know, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what they do. But um, talking to Al Snow and you know the Matt Capitelli thing, and I, I embarrassed him a few years ago, and I yes, I you got the privilege to talk to his wife, and I was spoke to his wife, but uh, us knowing so many people in the business uh, that that worked with him and know him, uh, you know, her blog that came out I think a month ago was very hard. I'm heartfelt, and uh, unfortunately for me, I've been in the shoes of watching a loved one go through chemo, go through radiation, uh, you know, during that last days. Uh, you know, went through with my grandmother, uh, uh, my uncle, my late pastor, with the father figure. So I know in that right, but it's like to watch someone you love to start declining, uh, and, and that's tough. And I couldn't even imagine. Uh, the worst scenario of, of her losing her husband and her best friend. But, like you said, the good yeah. thing is uh, he's a man of faith. Uh, he believed and trusted God to the end. Uh, you know, me and you are both uh, a men of God, and we'll get to see him again in heaven and, you know, eat pancakes and waffles and power slams and everything. That gives him his body. And yeah. He definitely can, uh, you know, do all the moves he can. He don't have to worry about no more hindrances, so. Uh, That's, anyway, right. Um, That's right. Definitely praying for her. Definitely. And and yep. the important thing too is, is when it's fresh, and I can talk about this. I can talk about this from firsthand knowledge. When it's fresh, you know, since it's been a week or two since Matt's been gone, people got realizes. I pray that her family in 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 the industry, a month from now, two months from now, three months from now, will still contact her to check on her. The first couple of weeks. 
you know, you'll get flooded with phone calls and visits. After two or three months, they kind of stop going, and that's the times when, when they really, really, really need you. So definitely praying. Yeah, on. yeah. Continued support, absolutely. Yep, 100%. Uh, wow, boy, uh, prayers for you. I passed away from breast cancer in October. So, yeah, prayers, oh, man, prayers for you good. and uh, just, uh, just the uh, continued support uh, for your family and uh, for to be able to reach out to, uh, to to people who you love to help you through this tough time. So, uh, all right. So they're uh, so they're in the in the chat room. They're talking about Brock Lesnar if it's a work. You know, I was having this conversation with. Uh, as far as because there's talks of him not appearing in SummerSlam, I was having a talk to a good friend of mine, and you know, here's the thing: if it's a work or if it's not, at this point, I just don't even care. You know, it's like just end the Brock Lesnar experiment. <laughs> you know, just 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 end it. You know, so uh, all right. So here's the first trivia question, ladies and gentlemen. Speaking of Fred Ottman. What was Fred Altman's name before he was Tugboat in WWE? What was Fred Altman's name before he was Tugboat in WWE? And he was a couple variations of Tugboat, uh, like I think like Tugboat Thomas and things like that. So before even mm-hmm. just shortening Tugboat, you know, no Tugboat counts. He was he was a few a few uh, months before he debuted as Tugboat. He Actually debuted as a heel, and so what was his name? Uh, all right, so let's talk about Bray Wyatt. Uh, just our prayers for a speedy recovery for Bray Wyatt. He was in a car accident, head on, towed his car. I uh, told um, TMZ that uh, you know he uh, he'll live through it because he cannot die or something to that nature. So uh, see, tugboat Taylor, yes, but tugboat doesn't count. Because he was he was still tugboat. He was he was variations of tugboat, tugboat Taylor. I think it was like tugboat Thomas or something like that. He was he was called a few things and they just shortened it to tugboat. And that was but that he was something before that. You know, so what was his name? Debuted as a heel. What was his name before tugboat? So uh, let's see. Do you? Do you see this as a setup to Taker versus Daniel Bryan at uh, SummerSlam? I don't. Uh, I don't see Taker and Bryan going against each other. It has to be a good development, you know. Like, why are they going against each other? You know, and, and I definitely don't want Taker to be competing as a heel. That would just be horrible. Um, especially if this thing's weird. Uh, all right, so uh, Taz, Taz feels. So, what, what do you all think about Alistair Black's promos? We talked about this before, and in, in, uh, in Tug, you know, Taz was talking about how he feels that his promos hurt his mystique. And so, a lot of times, um, Undertaker versus Elias at SummerSlam. No, I wouldn't say that's a SummerSlam match. I would say that. Uh, yeah. I wish they would have done that at MSG. I think it's like a uh, six-man match. Um, but that would have been nice if they did that in MSG, but definitely not on SummerSlam for sure. Because um, they, man, talk about WWE improperly booking people. Elias was the hottest thing, one of the hottest things in WWE. But yeah, I mean, he's Coda's. They, they've they've chilled him for for no reason. Why would you chill one of the hottest 
one of the hottest names in WWE. Makes no sense. Um, yeah, so someone's asking what would be a good opponent for Undertaker. That's a good question. Uh, I'll get back to that here in, in, in just a bit. But Taz feels that Aleister Black's promos is, is, uh, is hurting his mystique, and I agree. It's uh, he was saying that he doesn't he doesn't prefer him in a suit either because the whole tattoos and the whole that all helps his mystique. So I agree with him. Um, at, at, you know, it's the funny thing about that is that the, in the very beginning of his you know big push. Especially when he was feuding against Velveteen Dream, the whole point of I mean the the the, the centerpiece of the the feud was for Dream uh, Dream wanted Aleister Black to say his name, and that was two words. <laughs> that was uh-huh. two words, and now he says way too many words. He didn't say anything, and it, it and the 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 heart and soul of the feud was some to to say his name. And it was so amazing that just the the feud, the story, the match was incredible. All of that just wrapped in was I mean still I mean it won the match of the year in NXT, and it, it was definitely one of the best matches in the past few years in, in all of WWE. But that's because there was a good story behind it. But now it's like, man, you why? The past few weeks, they just they give Alistair Black. He's he's like opened up NXT on the uh, promo. I'm like, why are you doing that? And they're just, I mean, you just kill the mystique of someone. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Don't give him a mic as if that's going to help. I mean, Alistair Black's NXT championship run altogether has been kind of bland to me, really. Um, he didn't even main event. Uh, the R. Sullivan match wasn't even the main event. I got shrouded by Gargano Ciampa, so you know I don't I don't think that uh, I don't know. It's, it looks like they're kind of doing Ciampa uh, in black. Um, they were kind of doing Ricochet in black after the UK tag team victory they had, but it seems like they're heading toward Ciampa black, which will be very interesting. I think they should give the title to Ciampa for sure because um, he's the best heel in all of WWE. Um, I, I think they need to give it to Velveteen Dream eventually. Uh, he need uh, I I think Velveteen Dream something. should be NXT champion before before he gets caught up for sure. So, uh, but yeah, he just uh, you know, Alistair Black has just kind of fell down the stock for me. I don't just I don't know. He just talks too much. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, uh, it's- Similar to similar to like Strowman, other people just talking too much. And the same thing with Alistair Black. Some people just the mystique is them not talking. Like this interview, you know, you interview Goldberg, you know, and I got to interview him two years ago. Goldberg didn't talk. Some people just men of little worth. That's what makes them who they are. Alistair Black should not be talking. Strowman should not be doing yeah. long promos. Kills his mystique. Yep. So I definitely agree. Absolutely. So no one knows who Fred Alman's name was before Tugboat. Uh, so I, I started out with a, a difficult question. Is what I'm is what I'm gathering. Happy Fourth, by the way. It's uh, on the Eastern time. Uh, on the East Coast, it's past midnight. It's officially July the fourth. 
So happy fourth, everyone. Um, uh, thank God and, uh, and the, uh, you know, shout out to the troops, man. You know, they, they, uh, they, they make our freedom a lot easier to enjoy. So absolutely. Uh, JSP said, Nope, you got me on this trivia. All right. Looks like I got everybody. Um, all right, here we go. He was called big man steel, <laughs> big man steel, ladies and gentlemen. That sounds like a Fred Altman name, uh, Big Man Steel. Man, just the names in the 80s were just uh, the blandest sounding names that just wasn't, yeah, odd. Wild Boy says, happy fourth to the best group chat ever. Well, looks like someone got uh, the applause for the night. There you go. I'll put you over right there. Yep. I'm putting you over for putting over the chat room. Putting yeah, over the um, show. Thank you very much for that. Um, big man, still. Right, you, you gotta love the the generic. Yeah. Oh man, the, the, uh, big it, man, Steel. Bobby Walters, big man, still. Oh, the, uh, uh, what was Walker. the one? Uh, hard big Castle. Bubba. Uh, was, uh, you know, uh, big big Bubba. Well, it was Big Bubba. Remember, remember, it's Big Bubba. Big Bubber. Big Bubber. Yeah, Big um, Bubber. Big Bubber, baby. Um, <laughs> was a Hardcastle was was one. Uh, I'm friends with him. Sixton Hardcastle. That was a, yeah, Edge. Edge. Uh, yeah, that was Edge's name. Yeah, Edge's name. Edge. name and, it's, and it's another. It's uh, and it's gonna bug me. I, I'll, I'll find out this week and tell y'all next week in the chat. It's a, it's a handsome mm. talent for WWF. I'm friends with him on Facebook. And he had a generic name that was like Big Man Steel, and I can't think of it. But he was joking around and telling me that's the style was in the '80s and in the '90s. Big Man Steel. So, uh, funny story, real quick. Um, out of respect of the promoter and of the promotion and of the event, and, and this is where I interviewed Goldberg two years ago, and a lot of people. It was at the Hall of Fame. Me, my staff, a bunch of people that know WWE like this and all. There's a guy came up, a bunch of nerds talking. It was a local guy, so we think it was somebody big. I'm like, hey, you know, we have rose sodas, and this man has been so influential in the area. He's such great. And we sitting there thinking it's somebody, you know, like Glacier or somebody, you know. He says, I'm going I'm to welcome everybody. I'm going to duck my good old friend and how Nightmare Jim Steele. And the whole area of 300 <laughs> people, this is quiet. <laughs> and Glacier and oh. Ernest and Cat Miller literally looked at each other, and I looked at him, and he was like, who was that? And that's PG version of what they said. I have 12 witnesses, uh, Glacier, Sonny Arnold, can contribute to this. So when I hear of a, of a generic name, shout out to uh, GHP. Yeah. Uh, what's going on, man? Nightmare Jim Steele is, is an inside show. And I was like, who is that? And the, the, the most generic name, he had the, the generic black tights with the Thunderbolt, like the old school Bobby Eaton. Oh, and wow. Express. Uh, nice guy, you know, not taking away from local legends. They just, everyone thought it was, you know, you know, a couple, somebody that was known. That's a couple, you know, WWE guys was getting inducted, and, and the guy was talking it up and it being one of the local guys. Yeah. Nightmare Jim Steel, Big Man Steel. 
That's quite oh, uh, quite generic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rob is saying that Dream may be better as a North American champ. I can see that. I can see that as well. But I think he should win the top prize. He's the he's you know one of the best things going in all of WWE right now. So um, yeah, he's the man. Who managed Big Bully Music? Talking about generic names, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, he he left us. Uh, he passed away recently. But uh, here's uh, here's a question in honor of him: Who managed him? Big Bully Busick in WWE. Now, I do remember Busick. Um, <laughs> me and me and the voice impressions. Yeah. Um, you know, my, two of my favorites are Vincent Mann and Dusty Rhodes. You know, uh, those those are the two I do mostly. Um, Cause it's just so it's so easy, baby. It's so it's so easy yeah. to impress the the American doing the, the rules, baby. To keep the grass. <laughs> now, not not the, the, uh, yeah. The pay window. The pay window, daddy. The, the mothership, if you will. Yes. I say to this to, to to this day, and I think, and I sort of sort of chat this whenever I fall down, which. You know, this this month as a whole is tough for me. I will always go back. I don't care how bad I feel. I watch Bash of the Beach '96. Anything in the '90s with Tony Schiavone, Bobby Heenan, Dusty Rhodes, and the Mike Tanay. Just the commentary alone. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care how you feel. And, and no, I've said this. And I, I, I I haven't got a chance to tell Tony this. Is when I was going through, my mom passing away this time last year. That was some of the stuff between this show and my show, watching some of them old tapes that had me laughing. Some Dusty and this Bobby is, is, is talking, and, you know, Shimani being a straight man, and Dusty Rose, and all this. It's just the Froggy Splash. The Froggy Splash. Who's the Froggy Splash? Who's the Froggy Splash? Who's the Frog Splash? Because it's the Froggy Splash. And it's a... Uh, oh man, that's the events. You know, this should go back. I, uh, I, I would watch Raw for three hours, literally, like old school Monday Night Wars. If Vince McMahon came back as a full time commentator, that that would I would actually mark out for that. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want him to come back full time. I think that if he did like sporadically, that would that would. Yeah, okay, yeah, sometimes, sporadic. sometimes less is more. So uh, I would sure. come back sporadically. Yeah, I, I um, yeah. All right. Looks like we've got some correct answers in the chat. Harvey Whippleman is the correct answer. Great job, Harvey Whippleman. Good stuff. Um, I know you missed the uh, pay window. I know you miss. I know you miss Mongo. Is the commentator in that Don Poodle? Yeah, I, I miss I, I miss Mongo the commentary said never, you know, so said no one ever. <laughs> so, specifically me. Uh, shut shut <laughs> no up! Shut way. up! Shut up! To my uh, GHP, uh, his favorite commentator. He told me I'm just uh, kayfabing with uh, Mike McGurk. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Uh, was Nakamura uh, scheduled to beat Jeff for U.S. title last week? Um, there were some there were some discussions of him doing that. Yes, uh, they changed it to the open challenge as he is recovering from his bite. Extreme rules next week. 
I don't think we're going to talk much about Raw and SmackDown. We're just going to kind of get through that because I really want to. I really want to talk about uh, No Holds Barred. Um, Joseph said he didn't enjoy Raw this week. Uh, yes, Busick did have the best mustache in the business. I remember Busick <laughs> more. You know, I, I remember watching him in WWE, but I remember Busick more uh, in Global Global Wrestling. I was a yeah, I was I did a too. GWF mark. I love Global Wrestling Federation, and that's where I remember music from. All right. What city and state was the big boss man billed from in WWE? What city and state was the big boss man billed from in WWE? Or as Nels would say, boss man. Uh, yes, well, boys, shout out to Jay Lethal. Um, I... I don't want to spoil it, but Jay Lethal. Google Jay Lethal if you want to know. Uh, I, I did spoil it on my. I, I disclaimed it with spoiler on social media, but uh, we'll talk about it more when um, when it actually happens for people who, for always fans who don't like to be spoiled. Um, yeah, that's that. Um, all right. If you ever take a trip out to Cobb County, Georgia. <laughs> What's the lyrics to that song? Uh, oh, man. Let that was so, uh, so great Let's see. Um, I got to tell you. Respect the law. Yeah, I have to. I've looked at the lyrics. I've looked at the lyrics before. But I don't remember. No, I used to remember these songs the, like crazy back in the day. So. The, the, the beginning of Bossman, Steam, and Dean Ambrose all sound familiar. Being a musician, I have a, you know, you have an ish in music, and, and you're a DJ for the songs. So you know, you hear certain right. things like, wait, the beginning of Ambrose theme, the Bossman theme sounds the same. Almost. <laughs> but, uh, is that a motorcycle or? At least Bossman um, had a little, uh, uh, a little, a little drum uh, intro. Poop, chips, poop, chips. Um, oh, I think I found yeah, the Chuck, lyrics, ladies and gentlemen. The best thing, the the the, uh, the big bubber, the uncensored uh, guardian angel thing. Remember that WCW? Oh, wait. The whole guardian uh, angel gimmick was. We can do a flavor of the week for Thanksgiving matches. And I throw one out here, too. I'm sure my man GC remember that. The black, the, what, what, was, what was that? Uh, Stinging Boss, man. What was the ancestor? The blackout match? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? What was. Yep. <laughs> oh, they just do names on matches that made no sense. Oh, man. No. And Brother Ashley. Uh, remember. The, uh, Was it um oh the 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 match with uh, Dustin Rhodes and um, Smash uh, Blacktop Bully? That's uh. Blacktop. You talking about the, uh, the, the uh, oh yeah? What match was that? The, uh, that was in the back of the trailer. Yeah. The trailer, yeah. If y'all remember that match in the chat room, uh, let us know the what was the what was the official name? For that match between Dustin Rhodes and uh, Blacktop Bully, it was it was bad either way. But uh, if you ever take a trip out of Cobb County, Georgia, you better 
respect the law and know that you'll serve hard times. You'll be serving hard times. You know the big boss man will make you walk the line. You better watch that boy. You'll be serving hard times. He carries a big yeah. stick, a ball and chain too. If you look, he's snapping you. Yes. King of the road. <laughs> amazing, amazing theme songs. Big fan of it. All right, so let's skim through the rest of this here. Uh, Nia Jax and uh, Ronda Rousey was discussed to be a main event of Money in the Bank um, to kind of, you know, take the just to kind of add to the emphasis of Alexa Bliss uh, winning the women's championship. Uh, I I don't agree with this for from the standpoint of Nia Jax, not from the standpoint of Ronda Rousey. I think that she's I mean she's earning her stripes really quick, man. Sasha Banks said recently in an interview that uh, she was, you know, she was critical at first, you know, wondering like you know, hey, she's coming in here and you know, kind of jumping the line, but. It's and, and Lana said that Lana had an interview recently too, and said that you know she was supportive day one. Um, yeah, but I, I think I think Rousey, man, she she's doing her thing. Oh, okay. So uh, there was a, there was a couple questions. One, uh, what who's Undertaker's going to face at SummerSlam? My guess would be. Um, you know what? To be honest with you. I don't want. I, I I say this, and I keep con, I continue to say this. I think that Undertaker should have been retired. <laughs> but um, if this was, uh, if I would have the Undertaker compete against, um, I would be cool with the Undertaker Nakamura match. Uh, yeah, I think Undertaker Nakamura would be pretty cool, but I think that they'll do the the U.S. Championship. You don't do Undertaker Rusev because that'll take away Undertaker's mystique because he's you know the Rusev they think real hot. There's, I mean the the heel there's the, the, there's not many strong heels anymore, man. I and mean, really, there's not any, there's even less strong right. baby faces. So if you bring the Undertaker back, you can't just throw him in there. Oh, you know what? Taker Joe. That's what I'll do. That's what I'm. I'm cool with Taker Joe. I, w- I would still. I would put. I would still have Undertaker win. Joe Samoa Joe losing to the Undertaker wouldn't hurt him at all, in my opinion. So I would do Undertaker versus Samoa Joe. So that would be my my choice. Um. What match do you think with main event extreme rules? I believe um what match will enter will main events extreme rules? I think you go with the no, because you don't do AJ Styles Russo because that doesn't really spark much interest. I suppose you go Reigns lastly. Nah. Ew. Yeah, I, I guess I guess you go that that route. What do I think of uh, Oscar James Ellsworth angle? Uh, I mean, it's a it's a way to bring more heat to Carmella, so I don't mind him. I don't mind him back. Um, yeah, 
Take her, take her, Joe for SummerSlam is what I'm. Is what I'm. I, I want that. Where's Joe been? He's he's uh he's been competing in the live events. They just they just been poorly booking people. Elias has been fine. They just haven't booked him right. Um, they haven't booked Joe <laughs> really right. Usos kind of you know oh, God, being tossed here and there. there. Um, All right, so real quick, we're on SmackDown. Um, We'll do, uh, you know, Raw. Raw was uh, not very good uh, to me, to be honest with you. Um, Matt Hardy continuing to lose. I don't understand why they do that. I mean, it's like you're trying to to do this whole delete thing, but you're losing consecutive times against Curtis Axel. I know, of course, you know, the WWE math is they're making, according to the WWE logic, is we're building all these credible wins for uh, Curtis Axel because they're, the B team's going to lose, you know, but still, I mean, it just, it, it doesn't look, it doesn't make the champions look strong if they, they, they lose simultaneously, I mean, and consecutively. Before you know, before the pay per view, um, Lexi says it's wrong for me to crave an Undertaker Kane retirement match because Kane is mayor elect. See, and here's my thing with that since he's about to be mayor officially, since he's mayor elect, uh, I don't see the team hell no thing lasting long because he'll be in office. Um, I don't see that's the reason why they probably. They're doing. I think it's kind of twofold. It's kind of cool to see it now, but it's kind of twofold. I think one, they're trying to. I mean, there's some talks that WWE is not really trying to do much with Dan Bryan right now, uh, as far as the main event level, because he because of you know he hasn't signed reportedly. Still, his contract's up in in a couple of months. So, uh, and then secondly. They're trying to do a filler probably because they still see money in uh, Daniel Bryan in the Miz. So, uh, which I don't really see much interest in that as much. You know, and it's still it's still there, but not as much anymore because both of them haven't been strongly booked. Um, uh, I'm interested in Bailey Sasha storyline. I think it's being dragged too too much. Um, there's you know, as much as I like Doctor Shelby when he was with Kane and uh, and, and um, Daniel Bryan, man, it's like WWE knows how to make something that seems impossible to be, look bad look bad. Because Doctor Shelby looked terrible. You know, uh, as far as just it just looked awkward. It was just so it was just so awkward. You know, granted. Kane and Daniel Bryan was awkward at first, and it became awesome. But I don't know. I'm not very optimistic as far as this becoming something interesting. Um, I think that's pretty much it as far as questions right now. Keep them coming. Uh, but yeah, Raw was uh, decent. Uh, I, I, I'm st- I still went Lastly Lesnar. I still I still do. Um, and Mickey James, is, you know, unfortunate for Mickey James, man. I mean, you know, shoe win first ballot Hall of Famer, and she loses every single match now. Unfortunately, uh, they're trying to do it, something with the revival. Go ahead. 
Go ahead. You have something. Now I agree with you. Is Elias is, is I don't know why WWE that whatever the same people they, they, they bring that stock down so much. Elias is off. What did he do with Joe? Uh, hopefully we get Lashley against Lesnar. Lashley's just a perfect story right now. Though, but what are they he doing? Nikki James keeps leaving. It's like what are y'all doing? Man, Hardy's lead. I understand my Hardy's in the woods because of the car crash with Bray. Yeah. Uh, come on. Now I will say yeah, I was excited. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to know that there's a 30 man um, Army match between Seth and Ziggler. Um, oh, man, yeah. Can't wait for that. Be... Wait for that. Yes. But uh, like you said, Raw was. There's uh, a lot of people that stock has been hot and they just keep leaving and the stock drops. So what, what, what is the purpose? Yeah. Um, yeah, I. Uh, there was something. Oh yeah, you, you don't book Elias, but Mojo Rawley and uh, No Way Jose gets a gets a segment. Uh, this what? Oh, yes, that's, the, that's not a pay per view match. Who cares about? I mean, I don't care about either one of them. I mean, granted, and unfortunately. No way, Jose. I mean, yeah, he gets a spot on Raw. I mean, that's big for him. I'm sure his pay um, could potentially go up. Usually it does with the main roster. But, I mean, I care. I can care less about this whole No Way Jose Mojo Rally thing. I, who, why would the WWE spend much time in investing into this segment where you have someone who you have, you have uh, Elias you know, who is just ready-made every single week to be the star of Raw. But for some reason, you know, it it just, it's so odd to me. It just makes absolutely no sense. Uh, yes, Joseph, Reigns versus Lesnar is still the plan for SummerSlam as of now. Uh, this question, who I think comes up from NXT, next from NXT and when? Uh, I can see... I can see uh, Gargano coming up soon, probably after Survivor Se- uh, SummerSlam. Uh, so it looks like they, they're doing away with the Gargano-Champa feud. And um, Gargano EC3, it looks like they may be, that may be a thing. And so, you know, I can see Gargano coming up and joining 205 Live after uh, after SummerSlam. Uh, have you ever noticed that the ladies tied to the bigger build wrestlers, Rock and Cena have the biggest push, Carmelo, Cena, Nikki, Cena, Trish, Rock, Mickey, Cena. Interesting. I can see that. I can see that. Um, men should have won money in the bank. No, I don't, I don't, no, he doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. Yeah, he doesn't need it. Um, do I ever see the young bucks or Omega coming to WWE? Uh, I see Omega much uh, stronger than the Bucks. I can see both, but the Bucks, you know, they're like, yeah, we don't need it. It'll be cool, but we don't need it. Um, but Omega's money, and yeah, um, yeah. Jerry says Joe should have won Money in the Bank. That was my pick, actually. I wanted Big E to win, but I think Joe would, uh, you know, that was my safe bet. Joe so I see Cody Rhodes and John Morrison coming back. I see both coming back. 
a shot, but you know, hopefully, hopefully New Day doesn't put them over. Um, that's really about it. I could see Oscar winning the championship. I wish that she would have won. I wish she would win it at SummerSlam, really. Uh, but we'll see how that goes. And then AJ Styles, man, he just as awesome as AJ is. I mean, he's doing nothing to lift up that championship. WWE is poor. Uh, Booking him so poorly. All right, so let's go back to the dream match. Uh, as far as everybody who's in the WWE right now, us. Um, so I'll just do WWE for. I'll just do WWE. You, you didn't specify, but I was just. We'll just do WWE. Everybody who's in the WWE right now, I would like to see um, a dream match. Oh goodness, dream match. That's just tough because. I don't think really dream matches exist really <laughs> nowadays in the WWE. Um, let's do <sighs> I think I'll stick with Taker Joe. You know what? Let's do Lashley Lesnar. That's what okay, that's my answer. Lashley Lesnar. So uh, because I want to, I'm still cool with Roman Reigns and Le, uh, and last, you know, beating Lesnar, taking it off of him. But we haven't seen Les, Lesnar Lashley, and that's uh, that's that's what I, that's my uh, my answer. Uh, do you think it's smart of the WWE hire more wrestlers for a UK division when they poorly use the talent they already have? Um, yeah, because that's a whole different animal. Like it's you know, hiring for the UK division. And it's specifically to UK, so we'll see about that. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, flavor of the week, ladies. Uh, we we gonna spend this next, and we are gonna talk about the no holes barred. So when we come back, <laughs> get ready, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna talk some. We're gonna talk some uh, no holes barred. So we'll be right back. It is now time for the Flavor of the Week. 1989, ladies and gentlemen, 1989, no holds barred. (laughs) Oh, man. You know, know, and like I said, I watched it fresh, and... Um, you know, it, 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 I, you know, it's still one of those things that if it was playing, if it played now, it would be like two thumbs down, terrible, terrible movie. If it was played in 2018, but the, I, I couldn't help but to get into my little kid, you know, mode. I, I couldn't help but to do that uh, when when I was watching the movie. I just I could not I could not get out of just being just a kid mark when I was watching that movie tonight and so it served this purpose to me. If I was seeing it for the first time I'll be like, Man, what is this trash? But at the same time it's like watching it now compared to the last time I watched it years ago, there was things that I was discovering like, Oh my goodness, that's so cool and so I just couldn't help but to just Stay in my inner child mark, you know, uh, portion of, uh, you, do, you know, just uh, the movie. And so I, I felt like that the whole time. It was shorter than I thought. 
it was like an hour and 15 minutes. So I didn't, I didn't know that it was that short. Um, so yeah, it was, it was cool. Yeah. Thank you for bringing the, bringing, thank you for bringing that back up, Rob. So, uh, Hogan, um, all right. So let's, let's go back. Hogan comes out, uh, as rip. That was how he let it rip. Phew. That was his thing, you know, blue and white rip. That was his gimmick. That was his gimmick name was rip. And so, um, we're talking about the movie. Um, so yeah. So, uh, he comes out, uh, uh, Gene Oakland and Jesse Ventura announces him, uh, to go. So the, the, the movie starts out by saying, you know, rip, He's going against Jake Bullet. Okay, so when I looked at it today, you know, Bullet he started off with having this big old, you know, huge box, you know, type of hairdo, really odd, just regular, you know, navy blue tights. And I was like, wait a minute, that's Bill Eady, and I, I never, I never noticed that. Yeah. I never noticed <laughs> yeah. that Jake Bullet was. Demolition Axe, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And I and I just confirmed. I, I googled it when I was watching it. I was like, "That's Bill Lady," and I did, I never knew the one of the first the first people you see in the whole movie was Axe from Demolition, which was uh, Bill Eady. And so yeah, he was Jake Bullet, just the blandest type of character. You know, I'm talking about bland names and characters. He looked bland. He was Jake Bullet and uh, Hogan's uh, Hogan's finisher was a double a running double axe handle, and uh, that was like what's up with axe handles? What's up with axe handles in, in, in wrestlers in wrestling movies? Because if you remember Ready to Rumble, Jimmy King had a, uh, a, a axe handle off the top ropes. So I don't know why movie producers like axe handle. Uh, the the axe handle that's that, that's that's an odd thing. Um, so it's funny because Rip was actually the WWE champion. That was his whole deal, you know. Um, yeah, it, it was <laughs> that was his deal to be WWE star. I was like, so that's cool because at the at the very end of the movie. You know, and so the, in between the movie, at the end, at the end, you have the, the the big showdown between Hulk Hogan and Zeus. Zeus, um, uh, the, the the TV producer for the World Television Network, um, and he wanted to sign Rip, you know, to 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 be his guy. Um, Rip beats Jake Bullet. He meets up with the uh, the producer. Rip says no, and he gets upset. The guy gets upset. You know, he gives him a blank check. He said, write your amount. <laughs> and he said no again. Stuck in his mouth. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and so, uh, he you know, he chastises Rip. He gets in his face. And so, he you know, Rip pretends as if he's going to sign it, and he grabs him, you know, by the neck, and he shoves the check. Yeah, and so he and, and so the producer he gets livid. You know, he tries to trap him in a limo. Um, 
And so he didn't, uh, yeah, Stan Hansen scared me. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, Zeus gave me nightmares. Yes, yeah, yes, Rob is saying this here. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, the, so basically what happened after that was, um, So the producer uh basically um <laughs> the, the the producer gets really, really upset. And he's like, Okay, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get someone to go against Rip. Um and he goes to this pit fighting bar and he sees this, this bunch of, you know, tobacco chewing, you know, dirty haired people pit fighting. He makes it a thing as far as like a last man standing. And Zeus comes in. Ah, ah, that was the only thing he said most, most of the movie. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and, uh, and he would he'd throw people. So that was his deal. He, he, Weird sound, the whole movie. And the producer was like, ah, "This is who I want. This is the guy that can take out Rip. Rip thinks the world. Well, you know, it, it just, it just the, when he was on the, the silhouette and all that. And so at the end, um, you know, and this is what I, oh yeah, the whole thing when he was, he had, he had the guy in the limo driver. Uh, he, he wet himself. He, uh, he soiled himself. Logan was like, "What's that smell?" And so at the end, okay, real quick, Hogan's street clothes was absolutely terrible. I mean, it was just—he wore like gym tights and uh, a weight belt and. Just like a tight shirt and a do right And I was like, man, I mean, dude, your wardrobe is horrible. I mean, it was one of the times where you wore like a uh, like blue tight with like, uh, it was like cheetah print or leopard print. It was, it was yeah, whatever. Uh, it was horrible. Um, but at the end, real quick, we got to run. But at the end, I was like, you know what? So at the end of, uh, the, end of the show, at the end of the, you know, he, it, was, it seemed insurmountable. He was going to beat up by Rip. At the end, uh, Hogan prevailed. Cause Rip, uh, I mean, uh, Rip prevailed because Zeus took out his, uh, his little brother Randy, put him in a wheelchair. And uh, Hogan's trainer was used to be Zeus's trainer, but it went awry. And so, so um, and uh, thank you. That's a perfect Zeus impression. Um, but so, this is one thing that I took away from this whole thing uh, before we before we close up shop tonight is that the match that they had at the end for the World Television Network is uh, it was not a WWE show. It was for the World Television Network. Big old, you know, last man thing that became something. 
So that was like they took this pit fighting thing and made it, you know, televised. televised. So I was like, you know what? Technically, back in 1989 was WWE's first interaction with an indie company. How about that? Now they're doing stuff with Evolve and, and uh, you know, Progress and all types of UK stuff. But I was like, you know what? Technically, back in 89 is when uh, WWE started working with Indy. Uh, so, you know, that's my takeaway from the uh, from the no holds part. It was a good movie, man. I was in my, uh, I had my little kid in me. Uh, I enjoyed watching the no holds part. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got to roll. Uh, uh, as always, it's been a pleasure. It's been so much fun. Uh, 327 episodes in the quick ladies and gentlemen. Everybody who's in the chat, uh, follow at Chris Prolific, follow at Crave Wrestling. Let the people know about the Pancake Power Sam show. Subscribe to iTunes. Keep a positive remark. Let the people know about how awesome it is. Until now, until next week, Lord Will, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy your week of wrestling. God bless. And always remember, I do it. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.